Hello, and welcome to episode number six of season four of Empire Podcast. Um, I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Abney, and I'm joined today with... Marilyn Egan. I'm so excited. We are at too. number six already this season. So. It is all go together and yes. keep going, and we get to keep having amazing conversations with amazing people with in our community people. about amazing things that they're doing. I love it. Yes, so. and... Um, today, we have someone <laughs> who is very amazing, and I met her a long time ago. We've been friends for a long time. We have worked together off and on for several years, too. But she has made a total transformation, mm-hmm. which I probably have, too, since we met. Mm-hmm. But today, we have Misty Pennington with us. Yay. Hi, everyone. Thank you for being here. Thank you for asking me. Yes. So, yeah. We just want to talk to you about how you have moved into this journey that you're you're on, you're in. Um, You have, like I said, totally turned things around from working a job that you loved and you were very valued in that position, but you actually turned it around to work your real passion in life. And you found that passion. So I just want you to tell a little bit about your story (laughs) of how you moved into that. It's amazing how life works, and it throws people in your path that help point you in the direction you need to go. Um, I always felt like I didn't fit in my family at all. I always felt like this huge oddball. And I had taken on this persona of... I'm so different. I'm so weird. I just don't fit in anywhere. And I I definitely had a lot of friends, but it felt superficial. And so at a class reunion recently, people were saying, you're so popular, you're so popular. And it was an interesting word to me because I don't view myself as popular. So I started looking at some things. I had already started a lot of self-introspection work. But um, it took me to the place of realizing that people see me different than I see me. Yes. And that's been a real consistent thing. And I tend to be really critical of myself. And so I had to start finding some things and looking a little closer about what what is that thing that makes me popular? What is it that people are seeing that I'm not seeing? And initially, we had a funny conversation about this. Oh, yes. <laughs> initially, for me, it was fake. Like, I could not find anything really great And I perceived that people loved my smile and my huge tatas. And I just kind (laughs) of, I went with that for a while, just looking in the mirror and saying, you have a great smile. You have a nice rack. People pay for that. You know, like that about yourself. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Right. So kind of like really surface level, correct? Mm -hmm. Just surface, surface. Um, but it didn't take long for me to find out that I had to go a little deeper than those <laughs> outside appearances. Yeah, I get that. But but you see that you did start yeah. with what you knew mm-hmm. people liked about you. I mean, especially yeah. your smile. I mean, you always <laughs> had this fabulous smile. But you started there because you needed somewhere to grow from. I did. And I would 
probably agree that most all of us have had to go through that piece and yeah. and try to figure that out of how do we move from this to the right. next level. And, it, you know, it fits the pattern, too, of looking at it, you expect to get that validation from other people. So I started there because I still couldn't see it inside of me. But then I started realizing, you know, you're really generous to a fault. Um, <laughs> you're a lot of fun. People usually have a lot of fun when you enter the room. You make an appearance when you come in. There are a lot of great things about you. What is it that makes an appearance? Usually it's my heart. People always connect mm -hmm. with that. I'm able to have deep conversations with people. And so I started thinking about having deep conversation with myself and yeah. really laid down a journaling practice. And it really started in that career of being a finance secretary at a middle school. I loved that job. I really mm -hmm. did love it. But it was just time to go. I had really paid my dues, and I retired and had such a spectacular party. It was just a great send-off and so fun. And I had gifted myself a ticket to the Tucson Gem and Mineral Show in um, Tucson, Arizona. And I went there, and I found these crystal singing bowls. And I had already spent my allowance, and it's kind of a funny <laughs> conversation about that, but... It was the last day, and, and these things are not cheap. And right. there was just something in them that just screamed to my heart. And I sat down and started playing, and people started coming. And they asked me, have you done this before? Where have you done this? Not in this life. <laughs> it was the first time I had seen them. So I bought three bowls, and I sent them home. Practiced and practiced and played and just was with them. Really got yeah. in relationship with the bowls, which sounds kind of funny. It's an instrument, but it is an expression. It, it's yes. That's really the only way I can define that. They're an expression of what I feel. They just broadcast it even bigger than I could. And people started saying, you need to do this for other people. I had no idea what that meant. I had no idea what that looked like. So I went back to Tucson a year later and bought three more bowls because I felt like Three wasn't really enough to serve other people and still just trying to put my head around what this is and put my heart into it and started practicing at yoga studios, was invited to play whenever other people were doing yoga or meditation or something. And so um, it just grew from there to getting my own little space because I knew I wanted to make sacred space myself. I like to be in control of what comes in and out of my space. And when I was in a busy studio, I didn't feel like I had that control. So opened my own tiny little space, which proved to be not near big enough very soon. And <laughs> opened another space. And that was um, a year and a half ago. And now this week, I'm moving to an even bigger studio next door. So Yay. Um, just embracing the whole journey along the way and just seeing those possibilities open in front of me and stepping through the door, just having the courage to say yes. Yeah. You know? Well, the exciting part to me is I I remember when you went to Tucson and found those bowls. But when you went there, you were not thinking the word sound healing. <laughs> no. And that is exactly what you do. Yeah. 
You're yeah. a sound healer therapist. Yes, I mean. yes. And it, it led me to seek some training from a sound shaman in Vermont. So I do um, that twice a year and meet mm-hmm. some other collaborators and other colleagues there. And then we've been working together and collaborating and just really playing with sound and intention. What are we doing Everything is energy. So when you're using sound, it's an amplification of your energy. So when you set intention and you use sound with it, it is powerful. And I'll give you a little example. This last week, I was having my own session for myself. And um, I had had opportunity to sell some of the bowls. And I haven't been great about marketing that I sell them. I, I really still... Sometimes I have to pinch myself because I got into these playing them because I love them and I really didn't want to sell them. But when you play for people, they want these tools for their life too. And so that's how this is kind of transformed into that. But I realized that I feel so blessed and so lucky and just grateful to tap into that source of self-love and unconditional love for myself. And that's been a long time coming And I keep thinking, you know, I want to share that with other people. I don't need more abundance in my life. I want to share it with other people. And I realized last week in my own practice, I was creating a huge block for myself. (laughs) Right? Yes. (laughs) So, um, because whenever I block that abundance from myself, I shrink. Right. We shrink. And that's not what I'm doing with the expansive nature of working with sound. So it really wasn't in alignment. And it was a really great connection. My connection was I realized I overcompensate in other ways of giving of myself rather than being myself. Right. And stepping into the importance of receiving, yes. have that balance of giving and receiving. I was going to say when you said that. Yes. I, yes. And yeah. I think what you meant yes. was like that you, you know, you were, you were good and you just wanted to give back to <laughs> yes. other people. Yes. You know, yeah. like, exactly. That's yeah. what. I mean, you felt satisfied, but why not go higher exactly. and higher and higher since growth is unlimited. Unlimited. Yeah. And it, it was a really um, funny moment because yeah. when you have those transformations, it's like this big amount of energy and time that you spent over years. For me, that's what it was, yes. overcompensating in one way. And then it was depriving me of my creative ability because whenever I was giving of myself, right. I can't um, – giving in a way that was taking my time away. I couldn't mm-hmm. spend it creativity-wise. you know, creativity wise. On myself and my offerings, and I had to pull back from actually showing up at, with helping Ethel move, you know, to, <laughs> yes. to participating well, so, in the energy work. So, just so I always like have this third ear that listens for mm-hmm. people listening to us. Mm-hmm. So, when you were talking, like at the beginning, so you had an entire career as working in a elementary school, in middle school, middle school. Mm-hmm enough financial capacity for this school, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. So you had this whole entire career, you completed, and then were there, and then you, what was the thing that just (laughs) like, okay, here we are, and then now we're doing crystal ball sound healing. Okay, where (laughs) is that bridge, or was there roots in in your life before? Like, what was it about the sound, or was there some event in your past that... connecting with crystals, and I would always um, walk outside as a child, and I found little crystals in my yard and would move rocks and do things for my parents, so I've always been attracted 
to crystals, and they're just beautiful and pretty. I went to Tucson for crystals, not for crystal bowls. And so when I found them and had that experience of playing them and knew they found you. Yeah, yeah, that I had to have it. And it's kind of a synchronistic journey. So I had seen a picture of them on a brochure. And I thought, wow, I'd really like to see those whenever I go to Tucson. I don't know if you've ever been to the Gem and Mineral Show. Not so you, that one, but I've been to Tucson. Yeah. It's huge. It's, it's spread out. Gigantic. That's where you went to, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of tents, and they have um, dozens of shows. So I, I wasn't familiar with Tucson. I had never been to the show. I didn't understand how it worked. I had a friend whose husband was a geologist, so kind of led us around. And then I really realized I needed to shake her and just pick somewhere to go. And I went to a chose a venue, went went through the parking. They shooshed me out. I had to go back through and get parking <laughs> right next door to the Crystal Bowl tent. Mm-hmm. And walked in, and I, was, I knew it was synchronistic whenever I happened to find it in the city and had no idea where it was in all of those hundreds of shows. And exactly. so then when I connected to the sound, it was just huge. And it really, listening to the sound healing, um, it made me start exploring listening to sound healing gongs and other bowls mm-hmm. and other people and other healing modalities. And for me, um, Sound has always been the universal language. Ah. There it is. Uh-huh. It's and the creation of everything is ah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, so, Allah, yeah. Buddha. Right, right. So I think that connection just was like a little lightning bolt in my heart. And it was like, girl, this is your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Exactly. It's so weird. You know when so, you know. Yeah, you know I just you know. know. And I remember before that, you had talked about so many other different things that you could do. Mm-hmm. but And it was all things you enjoyed and that you mm-hmm. loved. But this turned a switch on in <laughs> you that nothing else ever did before. True. Activation. So, and I remember that. And you, actually, you came to my place in the beginning, too, yes, once a month. I did. So for, did. gosh, a year? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And it was fabulous. And then, of course, I'm like, Misty, these are really cool. She goes, yeah, I brought some extras because I know you need one or two. (laughs) And I think I got three. (laughs) She did. And now she has five. (laughs) Yes. Because they're they're magical. And they, I mean, vibration is what heals. Mm -hmm. We know that. We do. Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Frequency. It's all about frequency. It is. Let's talk about that with, like, healing. Mm -hmm. So, to me, frequency is our perspective. I think our Mm -hmm. perspective rides on the bands of frequency. And um, the easiest way I think that I explain it to people is we are all a symphony. Every single one of us are are an orchestra, (gasps) aren't we? We are. We're an orchestra of sound. Our whole body is doing its own thing. We each have our own signature frequency. No one is the same. And we all have middle C note at our root chakra. And if you think about a piano where people point to middle C, that's your root chakra. And you have octaves above and octaves below. And whenever you use these tools, you start tapping into those above and below frequencies. And all of it is a frequency that is bathed in love, but every frequency is not always love, if that makes sense. Yes. So you're, whenever you start working with frequencies, you want to align to that frequency of unconditional love. Which yes. is 528 hertz. 528. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. What's 432? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, 432. Well, and 528 is what your heart 
That's what is the your heart, heart is? Yes. Yeah, that's your heart mm-hmm. resonance. So that's why I say... 132 is gold, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so you use these tools to reside in that space. And when you set your intention with that, oh, my gosh. Yeah. It just... Um, I, you know, we were talking about using the word magical, but it is magical. It's everyday ordinary, and it's everyday magical to me when you do that. Yes. Because you're taking a few moments to get out of the bandwidth of all of that static and fuzz that is going on around us all the time. And sound helps you really just, whew, you can feel the emotion. And so I've been really um, playing with the ideas of frequency and emotion and what that means and how I'm bringing that to my sound healings. Um, that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to get everybody to that frequency of unconditional love. And it's like maintenance on a tire. You fill the tire with air on your car. It doesn't always stay constant, right? And there are so many things that can happen. You can run over a nail. Bumps in the road. Yes. yes. We all have them yes, every we month. Do. <laughs> yeah. 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 And so um, that's why tuning into sound and using frequency in a conscience, conscious way is powerful. And it really does help you shift into being there more frequently. You're able to maintain that frequency whenever you're consciously working to maintain that frequency. It's not like you get the little magic wand, dink, on your head, and then you're just balanced forever. And it it just doesn't work like that. It's part of the journey. Exactly. Well, and we've, you know, all other energy work is about vibrational frequency. So that's why it's so valuable together, too. Yes, it applies to everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, and I've been using it in a very direct way. Um, uh, Marilyn is my Reiki mama. Yeah. She's my Reiki mommy. And so, yeah, Yeah. so it's really powerful. And I bring that Reiki to my hands and I get my hands activated and I work with my clients. But then when I started using sound, I started balancing and aligning using sound first. And now I'm applying Reiki and I also apply Reiki to my bowls. And it's really just changed how people feel it. It's easier. It's easier to receive. It's easier to interpret. For whatever reason, that's a very yes. good resonance together, Reiki and sound. Yeah. Well, yeah. Reiki, I believe Reiki enhances everything. Yeah. And it was already in you. Right. So it was enhanced by your energy mm-hmm. as you played the bowls anyway. Yeah. And then consciously using it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. And using that's... it to transform those patterns, like realizing my resistance to... Abundance, like when we started this, like realizing that I was actually resisting that by blocking how I was showing up. Mm -hmm. So um, I've used sound intentionally to create affirmations. And then I meditate with those affirmations and the sound and bring that into my being. And I envision that's how I'm moving forward, sharing these tools with people, sharing this information, not withholding because I'm afraid I have too much. And I Right, right. You know, another thing that just came through when you were talking about that, because in the beginning we talked about the self-love and where you started because mm-hmm. you needed a place to start with yeah. that growth. And then how it keeps going and keeps mm-hmm. going. And and the bowls and everything you do has been such a pivotal piece of that. Because we all go through that. We'll get to a certain level and then we wonder. And then we're like, yes, we are. However, 
that is also how you work with other people. It is. You help them to feel their own self-love exactly. and grow it and recognize it and help them know yeah. it's there. Yeah, talking about the patterns that are showing up as a blockage yeah. in their life and then creating yes. a new perspective, a new frequency to yeah. align with moving forward that's shrouded in love and self-acceptance. Yes. And just turning the table, new dialogue for ourselves, you know? Yeah. Who typically is attracted to you? If it comes to you, like how does that, You know, I is a, there a pattern? I wish I could say yes, but I haven't seen the pattern. I have a big mom energy, so sometimes um, I do relate very well, especially with new moms. They will come to me and needing reassurance for that's a, a really hectic, crazy time in your life. Um, so I, I find that. There's also a contingent of like 20 to 30-something guys that will come to me who need mom energy and just haven't felt that they've had that in their life. But then I also really attract people who aren't on this path at all. We start talking, and then they they usually want to hear more. And I just talk passionately about what I'm doing and what I love and how it's worked in my life, and it seems to draw the people I need. Yeah. Well, so, like the vibration part is, um, you know, we've all seen videos of, you know, Dr. Moto with the mm-hmm. water and yes. our tensions. Mm-hmm. I've also seen tons of sound ones where sound is being projected onto a medium like sand or something like that. And it yes. will reform in different patterns. So that's doing that in our, it's doing that in our bodies yes. too, right? On a yeah. cellular DNA level, yes. right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So putting that in is like, you know, that drop in the ocean, like. That it spreads is. to our whole thing. So I can see that yes. being a very effective uh, way to change mm-hmm. our vibration. Yeah. And not on right. a mind level. It's like at a right. body, it's, sensory. It is an embodied feeling. It is really mm-hmm. connecting with that with heart. Yeah, it's a complete. But, it, you know, I've got a, a sound healing coming up. And it's on 222. And it's based on balancing those energies. Where do you meet? Like whenever you're balancing something, let's say you want to do something and your head is saying you have to do it this way because that's the way it's always been done or whatever crazy reason your head comes up with and your heart says, no, I really want to do it this way. And that trip to Tucson for me could have been that way because my husband and I were really battling over money and the old me always caved. And I wanted to go to this so badly. And he said, you need another crystal like you need a hole in the head. And I, <laughs> you know, I was really kind of hurt by it. And we yeah. talked about it. And then I realized I've been married to this man and he's had 29 to 31 cars that I can remember. <laughs> and he's telling me I need a crystal like I need a hole in the head. It was a moment for me to stand up for myself mm-hmm. and yes. say, no, this is what I want to do. This means something to me. And I found a way to do that. I had been doing enough work that I found a way to do it. Without really being a total jerk to him, because, you know, the knee-jerk reaction, you, yeah. you really want to say, what? You know, yeah. well, that's not fair. You do what you want to do. But I didn't do any of that. I just said, no, this is really important to me, and I'm going. And then whenever I got there and had already spent my allowance <laughs> on the bowls, <laughs> and they were not cheap, I just bought them without hesitation. It was something I did for myself. Right. And it was from being in alignment. And the more I get in alignment mm-hmm. with that, I was trusting that heart space. That felt really good to me. It felt so good. And it was so foreign to paying the bills and managing sick leave. 
for employees at the school. It was so different. Nine <laughs> <Dying> day. <laughs> like I just flipped the switch. And I think that's part of the abundance thing for me, too. Even looking at that, I told my husband, I'm not a secretary. I'm not doing that anymore. I just don't want to do that. Well, when you open up your own business and you expand into a bigger space, a bigger space, right. and a bigger space, I have to do these things, too. So bringing, for me, that's connecting this heartfelt thing that I have, and then I have these taxes and all the other things that I don't like to do, I have to meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. And whenever you're balanced, you're meeting in the middle. You can think with your mind through the process for what you need, but you're connected to your heart to guide you to do what you feel you want to do. And to me, that's the connection space that holds value because a lot of us think we have to sacrifice what we want to do. And we don't. We don't. We can have it all. Mm-hmm. And our perspective has to believe, it has to be that perspective of belief that we can have it all so that we can. And it's okay to have it all. We were raised under the idea that it was not okay. Right. There wasn't enough for everybody. Right. Right, right. And we're not taking anything away from anyone. As a matter of fact, we're growing the vibration to help everybody know that everybody can have it all if they want to. Right, right. Yeah. Yes. That's so valuable, dear Misty. (laughs) It is. It was a big change for me. Yeah. But I I also want to say, I know that you were a huge value. Your energy being in that position at that school Mm -hmm. was huge. Yeah. You were supportive to everyone who came in contact with you, Mm -hmm. including those kids. Yeah. Yeah. So even though it's different, you were still in a way... Doing the same thing. You were sharing yeah. your heart with people mm-hmm. just like you do now. Oh, yeah. Just in a whole different level of frequency. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, it's it's branching out to even strangers, you know. Yes. And, and I find, like, I love easy. So people who are not used to people who love easy, it it's hard to understand. It's hard to interpret. It's hard to believe it's real. And so I constantly feel like that's probably my biggest superpower is yes. being able to just embrace people and take them in like and understand that, yeah, you are who you are because of your life. You got there and you have value. You're important. You matter. Yes. You matter greatly. We all matter greatly. And that's yeah. what I bring first and foremost exactly. to my practice, that intention. Whenever I'm with people that I'm authentically connecting, that they feel my heart. Yes. And um, so people who are seeking that, who maybe be a little timid about it, I kind of attract them. Too, you yes. know, they want to get out there. They want to dip their toe in into something that has meaning, and they want to feel valued, and they they want to learn how to feel valued. I tend to draw people yes. who are on that same path I was on that didn't understand. So, where do you do these events at? These um, your sound healings at at your studio? Mm-hmm. Do you do them other places or just do them yeah. there? I have a studio in St. Peter's. I do them there, and I've been invited, kind of to participate around and collaborate with people around town. So I will go to some other places and collaborate with people. I've got um, a a company in Jefferson City. I'm going out in March to work with them and offer Reiki and sound to their studio. Um, So, yeah, I just kind of play it by ear when I'm asked. St. Peter's, for those Mm -hmm. that don't know, is just a typical suburbia. Yeah place um it's just like you know it could be st peter's could be anywhere but it's around you know a lot of people live there yeah so 
what is your experience? Because that's the typical, I would say, mainstream, mm -hmm. typical, you know, go America, get your picket fence out, and yeah. have some kids and all that stuff. So, like, <laughs> not normally where mm -hmm. you would find a, you know, sound healing <laughs> yeah. place physically. Correct. You know, I associate mm -hmm. those with being in the city, mm -hmm. you know, Demont like all the yeah. spaces, the mm -hmm. peace place. Yeah. Right. But, like, not out in the county like i mean yeah that's yeah. yeah so what is that like how is that how do you they know, show up you just gotta i i just broadcast who i am i am who i am i talk up. about spirit and you know people can start talking about um religion even and i can always weave spirit into that and i have a lot of catholic people who actually come to me who are amazing open-minded beautiful souls and they come to my sound healings in a group so it, it's pretty amazing how I've had a great experience. I just keep showing up who I am. I just keep sharing it. I challenge people a lot, too, I will say, whenever they talk about a belief about well, this isn't with God or this is not good or, oh, those are the best conversations ever. Ever. <laughs> ever. Ever. Right, because they're limiting beliefs. Yeah. And you're about unlimited I am. I am. And you're about unconditional love. Which, to me, which is God. Which is God. That right. is God. <laughs> so that's what I find funny. Yeah. yeah. So that's always my premise whenever I talk to people. And I think that my heart always shows through in in that kind of conversation. And even my husband used to work at Boeing. And I would go to some highfalutin meetings with, you know, executives. And he would always tell me, show up with my purple hair and... Um, he would always say, just be nice to people. Well, I know you're going to be nice, but I mean, be nice, like, don't talk about. And I'm like, mm, I'm sorry, I can't even promise that I'm not going to talk about it because opportunity is going to happen. It'll come up. Yes. It does. And so um, I just am met with the opportunities to do that. I have clients from my husband's work who's, who come see me and come to my events. Kind of started, too, with the winter solstice. Yeah. Um, nine years ago, in 2012, um, I did the winter solstice, or so that's eight years ago, um, mm. and I just knew that was my church. I knew it was my church, and that has evolved every mm -hmm. year. That has enveloped with the sound healing, and you know, people come to that, and it's a message. I just channel basically what I'm going through, and I connect it with music. It's always had music, mm -hmm. my musical element. And now that the bowls are involved, it's just even, <laughs> it just keeps getting yes. bigger. Typically, yeah. how many people? Um, this last year, I had 75 people between my two events. So I've wow. had to have it wow. two nights now instead of one because I can't accommodate all the people in wow. one night, which yeah. is really amazing. Yes, it I is. I love that. Yeah. yeah. Back, yeah. back in the beginning, there were like 20. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And it was still fabulous. It beautiful. is expanding. Yes. Yeah. And always, I would always connect with the song that just had particular meaning to me. And so this year, um, really thinking out of the box, I used a Christmas song because typically you don't do that in spiritual music. Um, but the song, Oh Holy Night, was oh. it's so beautiful to me. And I found a version by the Pentatonics that yeah. is acoustic. Yeah. And I thought, what if... We just replace a few words, like whenever we say our dear Savior's birth. What if we say our dear love's birth? What if we just say that and translate the song? And when you read it using the word love instead of God or spirit or he, 
Oh my gosh, to me it just it just really hit my heart. And whenever you hear the words, um, the thrill of hope, the weary world rejoices. Oh, like to me, that is just a beautiful sentiment. And so I wound that into my year's experiences. I had a lot of up and downs last year. We had some real big yeah. hammers hit us in our house. And um, oh, just how I walk right. through with that. And, you know, music yes. just brings me there. And yeah. so it's fun to participate in it and create the music and be part of that intention of the music. Yeah. Really fun. So yeah. A skill I didn't know I had, and now I'm out here <laughs> singing in front of people and doing all kinds of things. And doing your first podcast. Yeah. Yes. Ooh, ooh, ooh. yes. <laughs> and, Misty, as you were talking about, you know, the things that happen throughout the year, now you can see where it was for you and mm-hmm. how it was all about growth and moving you forward. It was. And I think that's an important thing for yeah. all of the people listening to know, too, is yeah. it's it's all of us it is. getting these things that we know we are growing from. Yeah, yeah. Some of these were so big, too, being in that balanced state. I had a, we had a real, um, I don't want to call it tragic accident, but my granddaughter was bitten in the face by a dog, and it was it was rough. It was a bad, bad injury. And she's little. She's two. And it was heart-wrenching yes. for me. And being in the space of balance and experiencing that versus some of the other, I would call tragedies or whatever you want to relate those events to earlier in my life, whenever I wasn't in balance, I was so much more reactive Mm-hmm. And controlled by the event and spiraled out of control. You know how whenever you're not in control and something like that knocks you off of your already wobbly trajectory. Yes. It's hard to regain balance in your life. And so I have a, a profound comparative experience now that I can share with people because I was able to come to some resolution with that. Um, we knew the dog had been an issue and it had been a source of contention between my daughter and I. And um, whenever it happened and I watched my daughter the next day, there were all these things that went on. When she left, I decided to do Reiki for my own family and sound. And so I started having just um, intention and lighting sacred candles and setting my space and getting everything ready. And I felt a little discombobulated with it because I was so emotional You know, Mm -hmm. and whenever I sat down with that and started bringing Reiki to it, the love that was coming through my heart was so amazing and incredible. And sound was just carrying that. And then I had this realization of all the other events that happened this year that were sound activations for me. And they were huge. I had a car accident. I was hit at 60 miles an hour on the highway on the way to sound training in September. There were a lot of things that happened. And I realized whenever my daughter was a little baby, I was holding her in her car seat, and I dropped her at the grocery store trying to get a cart out, and the sound of that car seat hitting that floor, oh, like it takes me right to that spot of my little granddaughter getting bitten. It was... And that was my first sound activation that I'm recalling. There's probably more that I just haven't connected yet. But there was a man there who came rushing over and said, I can't believe you dropped your baby. And I was so hurt, and I looked at him, and I thought, you know, why weren't you compassionate enough to come help me when I was struggling with the cart holding the baby? Mm -hmm. 
versus coming to criticize me afterwards. And in that one moment of that Reiki practice and thinking what happened, I realized I can be that man to my daughter and judge, or I can be someone who supports her and sends her love in probably one of her most difficult ever parenting moments. Yes. And it was profound for me. And and you can tell, like, you, I just had a real big moment with that. And I didn't want to be. Yeah, I didn't want to be that person to my daughter. And if I'm doing all this work that I'm embodying with unconditional love, how do I bring unconditional love to this space where I'm angry about this dog and I was mad at my daughter and my son-in-law a little bit and I didn't want to be mad at them. It was easy to dissolve that in that moment of clarity. And yes. had I not been balanced, I wouldn't have had that moment of clarity. It would have looked have you, differently. Have you continued to choose that? I have, yeah. That's a phenomenon that mm-hmm. I, as a coach, know. Mm-hmm. Um, for many years, if I'm able to catch someone in a loop, mm-hmm. In that moment, yeah. to stop so they can see that there's two choices. There are three choices or multiple choices right. in that moment, mm-hmm. not to be that yeah. automatic way of being. Right. But they can be something different. Yeah. In that moment, if you're aware, you'll never go back if you, you make a choice from that point. So I just want yes. to acknowledge yeah. that was a really powerful mm-hmm. – that's a powerful shift when you're in the moment of it yeah. and then choose something different. You alter the path of your life. Yeah. And you saw it yourself. Yeah. I did. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I did. And then even more, you know, I'm always asking, connect to spirit, yes. show me a sign, give me a word, let me hear, let me see, let me feel, let me know. Um, I had a profound awareness immediately that all of us engaged in this because this was a frequency of discord that we were bringing harmony to. And we came to this yes. life to bring... Yes harmony to that oh, to that scattered energetic pattern and bring love that's love yeah. bringing yes. love to it exactly. and even the dog the dog came in willing to be um the the criminal if you want to say yeah my granddaughter agreed to be the catalyst for change yes i agreed to be the way shower I could just see all these things lining up and all these choices we made that led us to that spot. Oh, it was so big and so beautiful to know and feel comfort from that. And sound brought that. Yes. And if you're listening, and I know you are, (laughs) just let that sink in just for a moment that Mm -hmm. all of that Mm -hmm. drama was pre-organized, pre-set up for that one moment of your yeah. And look yeah. what it provided. Yeah. And now we're providing it to the world. Right. Change forever. Right. That it's a, pattern is changed forever. Right. And not yeah. just for you. No. No. No, it's Thousands. so big. Yes. Even my winter it, solstice was. <laughs> got chills. Yeah, it exactly. Spreads. My winter solstice was, I want to say, three weeks after that. And one of the ladies that day had... Um, to put her dog to sleep because he was dangerous to other people. And, like, how would I have known? Like, that was my message for the solstice. And Right. <laughs> you know, and yes. that's just one person, you know. It, but it's crazy how whenever you open up and you share that vulnerability and you're real with people, I think that's how I attract most of my people. Yes. And I think yeah. that's why it's um, diverse. Yeah. 
because we're all going through different things at different times. And for some reason, I'm able to, you know. Ride the waves. Yeah, ride the waves. What a powerful, powerful way to uh, end this Mm. podcast. I could talk to you for we could just keep yes, going. We could. Yeah, we could. yeah, we've done but, that before, haven't we? <laughs> <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for coming in and sharing your um, story with us and how sound has impacted your your life and how you're using that uh, the crystal bowls. Mm-hmm. I had one when I was younger, a, a C mm-hmm. that somebody made that that's was all carved out. I think they're all carved out of one mm-hmm. big thing. That's why they're so freaking expensive. But like, <laughs> <laughs> there was a C and I had it for a really long yeah. time. I couldn't take it to California and I knew it was going to the next place because they're, they're, they're their own entity. They are. They're yes, their they own are. entity. And they're, they are. I respected it as a, yes. not yeah. something that I owned. Mm-hmm. It was something that I got to experience for yes. a little while in my life. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you and uh, we'll put your information Thank down you. below um, in the description box. And just really seriously appreciate you for coming in and, and sharing Thank your story. You. And um, Do you have recordings of your? I keep getting asked that. And Would you do a little one, like maybe a couple minutes or something, just on a, and I'll put it at the end of this podcast. Yeah, I will. I would love I that. I recorded one this morning, actually, before I came. And then well, I. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the one you guys will be listening to right after we get done with this podcast. But thank you so much, guys, for listening. We really appreciate it. Um, and just have a great day. And we're going to see you on the next one. Wonderful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye.